Okay. I got my second cup of coffee. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm kind of not ready. Okay. There's absolutely not one person that's going to listen to this and be like, they thought of that cupcake award before the Twitter fight. I am just going to tell you right now, I have text proof. I will never delete it in case we got like, the receipt. I, I need okay. to let you know. I've got on paper Monday night yeah. during the 76ers game. Like literally Which... no. Nobody's going to believe us. No, are we witchy women? I don't know. Did we know this is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. TV's still on. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me my TV's I mean, on like I an was, old person? I was going to say, like, are you going to turn Sports Center off <laughs> or do you want to just keep it going for like to let everybody know that like I'm very busy watching sports? Did you see Luca rip his jersey last night? Don't start night? with me. <laughs> Don't start like, with me. What are you doing? Oh. Start with me. It's a little you know baby I saw bit. it. You know it's in my <laughs> notes. Like, don't start with me. I'm glad I, I didn't have all my awards written up by the time that piece of gold came out. I know, and like, I obviously still love LeBron. <laughs> I'm always going to love LeBron. <laughs> but like him and Luca together is just like overload for me because they're both extra but I like it but like all game long I'm like guys like I can't handle this they were acting up there was a yeah lot they of, were uh, testosterone <laughs> yeah it was I'm like y'all need to stop okay <laughs> there's only one way to solve this sirs <laughs> yeah yeah and you will get fined. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Now on Sports Center, LeBron versus Luca, and LeBron's walking in and that shirt and sweater moment. Checking the time. Checking the time. He's like, like he's got places to be. Okay. He's, he's like a businessman. Yes, I am a working man. <laughs> yes. I am checking the time. Just making sure I'm on time. Yeah. Got to get through it this was a moment through real quick. What a turd. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not mad, though. Like, it's absolutely <laughs> no. ridiculous. I aspire to be, like, blowing in somewhere that busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's ripping his jersey right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> He's literally out of control. Oh my gosh, I love him. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> He's a freaking I turd. Don't know why I love you, but I do. <laughs> but I do. Also, I was watching Sports Center last night and I wouldn't have even saw this gym if I wouldn't have been sitting up late, but they uh were throwing shade at Zion because he was like showing off a pregame dunk and he said but he can't play, and that's why he's sitting there dressed like that. 
And I you was know, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not really understanding what all is going on there. Like, I know people were picking fun, like they're teaching him how to walk and like all that. But I feel like there's a lot more going on there than what I originally thought. They, I don't know how he put it. I should have looked up like the exact term. Um, but as far as like his body to floor or whatever, and then like he like threw that massive dunk in pregame, and the sports center announcer was not impressed. I'm I'm pretty not impressed. But is that because I hate Duke? I don't know. Like I can't tell what part I'm not impressed by. But That's I just what... feel like if. <laughs> Can he play? And the answer is no. Then you don't throw a pregame dunk, I guess. That's, that's <laughs> what he said, too. He said he wondered if it was because there was a bunch of dookies in town. And I was like, <laughs> you know, 15 years old. He said yeah. dookie. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, like, my, okay, I'm going to start by saying my judgment has never been clear around anything Duke-related, okay? I'm going to put that out there, like, first and foremost. But then I'm like, if he can dunk like that, what are we doing? Like, what's well, the issue? His knees. Can he play? They looked fine to me. Well, if he's out there dunking. According to you, Sports Center, he can't play, and that's why he's sitting there dressed like that. Which is so much shade well, anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. shade about him not playing, shade about his outfit. Like, yeah. Just all <laughs> across the board, which I can appreciate. <laughs> I was just thinking about... Drag race, like, you know how on RuPaul's Drag Race, when they come in and they have a challenge and Ru comes into the workroom and they go, she goes to the queen and she's like, so what are you going to do? And they're like, oh, I'm going to improv or I'm going to wing it. And Ru looks at them crazy. (laughs) Yes. That's kind of how I have felt about this whole week is me just being like, well, I'm just going to wing it. And then somebody's <laughs> looking at me like I'm nuts because it was literally a crazy week. We were trying to get into a podcast yesterday. You know, you had dentist woes, like so much has changed for us this week. And I feel like that it's really representative of what we've been talking about for 2020, like just trying to do some different, different stuff for our podcast, trying to you know, change things. And then Russ came to Oklahoma city and he was with us for 11 years. And it just, to me, really sets the mood, if you will, about my feelings for 2020. Yeah. This week was kind of a a weird week for me. I mean, I was super excited about the Rockets coming to town. I got my ticket. I was in, and then I woke up Thursday morning and I was like I made a I made a big mistake you know so it was kind of a weird week it turned out perfect like it was fine but I woke up on Thursday and immediately regretted my decision in getting a ticket I feel like that we can lead up to kind of how wild this week was starting with Monday's game, Thunder Thunder versus 76ers. Yeah, I thought it was cute that on last Sunday, the Seahawks played the Eagles, and the Thunder were in town to play the 76ers on Monday, and 
some of the players went to the game, and it was cute. They were having fun. Oh, yeah. They were in their box. They were having yeah. a great time. And then I can't remember what night we started seeing the um, hashtag OKC Funder, but I'm living for that because this season is fun. It's been fun. The little babies. Um, also... On Monday, that was Steven's 500th career game with the Thunder, and that puts him fifth in Thunder history. So he also had a huge game. He had 24 points and 15 rebounds. And despite the loss, which we'll do score 120 to 113, I still wasn't that terribly upset by the loss. I Same. was already going into the game expecting I'm like I I was already 50-50 just because of like the laws of the land like will the 76ers really lose another game. Yes. So I was already nervous cuz had they lost 4 or 5 it was either 4 or 5 in a row. So I knew we'd probably get their best effort. Um I will say we're going to talk about Steven versus Embiid before the finger issue, because I know people are going to say, oh, well, he was hurt. There was a large portion of the game where he was not hurt. I don't think he got hurt until maybe right before halftime, a couple minutes mm-hmm. before. So there was a lot of game played where he was not injured, and Steven completely outworked him. It was Steven, amazing outworked most of the players on the court I remember um I think it was late in the fourth and Steven was out here running the floor and he even beat like the 76ers guards to the other end like he just put on a complete show and wasn't that his career high in points maybe he was definitely I don't know that stat but and he was just commanding the respect that he deserves on that floor. Yeah, I was, I mean, after the game, when I started thinking about things, I became a little nervous because after that good of a showing and after everybody talking about trades and all that, I just feel like for somebody that needs somebody to shut down, a dominating player like Embiid in their conference, Steven looks super appealing <laughs> So then I was, like, super, super excited, kind of shifting into a little bit scared. So, and then, like, last night I finally just got off Twitter because they were talking about how Steven to the Hawks makes such a good move. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. At 1 in the morning on Twitter, I saw that the Celtics were shopping Gallinari and I was like okay shut it down I'm going to bed yep gotta go (laughs) I don't want to talk about it also like let's talk about Embiid's finger too because that his finger was perpendicular to his other fingers before I get like deep into the finger I do want to, like, give him his due. He took some x-rays and was like, I'm going to play. Yes, I will give him that. I didn't think there was any way he was going to come back in. And for my people that aren't 
math people, mom, I'm talking to you. Perpendicular is where the lines cross. They're not parallel. Like his finger was visibly out of place. And literally second half, he was right back after halftime, ready to play. It was quoted as it looked like the top of a bendy straw. Oh, God. That's accurate. And Ben Simmons said he nearly threw up when he saw it. I could not unsee what I had seen. And also, like, the play that it happened wasn't that aggressive of a play. Like, it was just a freak basketball thing. But whenever he came walking off the court, like, you could tell what the issue was. It was absolutely disgusting. And then we saw it the whole next day on SportsCenter. And I can't unsee what I've seen. Unfortunately, despite the nausea inducing, it really didn't stop Ben Simmons' game. He had 17 points and 15 rebounds. And I kind of got in there on Ben because I feel like that he really kind of led the win overall. But I didn't know that he won't shoot threes. Oh, same. No, like he will not do it. And there's even more to it, just like, it's not my thing. Like, he's literally only shot two, and it's to the point where his coach has requested a three-point shot per game, and Ben's like, I don't care. (laughs) Ben's like, I do what I want. They said he, like, lobbed up a half-hearted, like, half-court, like, shot as time was running out which was supposed to account for one of his three efforts but I'm like that's weird that is a little weird um I will say also I wasn't super disappointed with this loss like there were some things that I was like like I don't think Shay looked good this game I think he did he have had a tough a, game. Yeah, he kind of had an off night, which is expected. It wasn't, like, monumental, but you could definitely tell that he didn't have it that night. And overall, like, I know it's a loss, but I wasn't super upset about it either. Chris Paul had 18 points. Dennis Schroeder had 21. Yeah, I wasn't, like, heartbroken when it was over. I mean, like, yeah, it was a bummer. It would be ideal. A dub is always ideal. But I was just like, fine, let's take care of business because we've got a big week coming I cannot believe whenever I was listening back to last week's episode I literally went 76ers Houston Lakers I completely blacked out that we had to play the Nets on Tuesday just glossed right over it oh my gosh and then like I was looking at the schedule later and I was like wait So I don't know if that was intentional (laughs) or not on my part, but I completely forgot that we had to play them. I knew we had talked about it in the episode the week before, too, which is funny. And I mean, which is fine, because I'm not like trying to give the Nets any undue attention, even though I did get like a little reach out from Misty Skin, and she was like, I mean, obviously we hate the Nets for obvious reasons, but their court is a mood, which I can appreciate. The whole black moment. This is the only thing that I didn't like about the court. Whenever you're looking at, like, the gray tones and the black, like, it is a vibe. Like, it was cool. 
But then how are they going to put their own players out there in gray uniforms? That's the part I, mean, I didn't like. Fair enough. And she did say she was like the blue with the black was really complimentary. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Misty. I think the Thunder uniforms super popped on that gray flooring. But then, like, the Nets just looked like, I don't know, it blended in. Like, the court, yes, the Nets uniforms, no. Even if they would have wore white or black, it would have looked better. It would have really popped. But the court, at first, I was a little bit mad because it was, like, taking some adjustments to get used to that color of a court. But by the end of the game, I was on board with the court. But the Nets uniforms, though. Hmm. Who did that to them? Maybe it's because, like, they're so dark and mysterious. They're so moody. (laughs) It's a vibe. I don't – I hate to, like, gloss over the whole game because the whole game was nice. It was a great game. It was really fun. It was fun to go to overtime. But I don't really want to talk about anything except for Chris Paul scoring 20 of 28 in the fourth. Yeah, um, it just seems like whenever they need a boost, he's there to do that. And it's kind of funny because in the be- in the beginning of the game, I thought the babies were being a little wild, but, like, in a good way. So, like, Baisley started out the game, and he shot four threes. Also, Baisley started because Gallo and Nerlens, they were both still out. So Gallo was out with a right calf, I think, contusion, and then Nerland still has that left ankle injury. So Baisley started the game, and he shot four threes in the first three minutes of the game. And it's like, you could just see he was like, I'm doing it, I'm open, I'm going to shoot. And I feel like, yes, we need the babies to shoot. But I don't know how to, like, accept them shooting and... I don't I don't know how to describe it. Like, I want them to shoot, but I don't feel like those were the shots that we needed, I guess. So the beginning was like, I remember after the end of the first quarter, it was very, like, hectic for me because the babies were, like, being wild. But then I looked at the score, and we were right there. So there was no, like, need to panic. They were going to get there. It just started out a little rough. I've been thinking to myself, And it's funny that you kind of were talking about that at the beginning of the Nets, because I've been thinking to myself all week, I'm like, does Chris Paul kind of give them the opportunity, like... I was about to say that. Does he give them the opportunity to, you know, does he kind of hold back, like, during the games, and then when... We need the help. You know what I mean? Like, is he setting them up for the opportunities to, like, make the mistakes? Like, I feel like he's that seasoned of a player if that's something he wanted to do consciously. But I guess I just want to know, like, is this just his playing style and I haven't been paying attention? Or is this, I mean, like, morphed into this leadership role? Right, where he is letting them kind of feel out the game and letting them make the mistakes or take the shots and then when we need him to step in because I'm sorry like 20 points in the fourth quarter is crazy to me because he's like all right guys it's time to wrap this up yes (laughs) and like 
At the end of the first, I wrote in my notes, effort level 10 out of 10, but it gets a little wild. So, like, (laughs) the end of the first, it was 27 to 23 nets, so they were down, but they were very much in the game. If a couple of things would have went differently, we probably would have even have had the lead, but it's like, my emotions were all over the place. The babies were going wild. It was like a little baby blizzard. But then I'm like, no, I think you are right. Like, I think at this point, Chris Paul has looked so good in the fourth quarter. It's almost like he's letting the babies do their thing. He's there. He's helping them. He's trying to get them to get there, make the right decisions. And then whenever we need someone to take over the game, he's like, okay, I can do that too. Hi, it's me, mid-range jumper. Yeah, because he does not attack in the first half of the game like he does not even the whole second half of the game, just the fourth quarter. When he steps in for that pull-up on him, I'm dead every time because he makes it. This was also the game where Dennis, I think, fell on the inbounds and he was yes. laying on the ground forever. And I was like, dang, is Dennis hurt? And then it continued so long that I was like, is he conscious? Like, I'm not really understanding what's happening. But I think he was maybe just being a little bit of a turd because then when Steven walked over and he was like, get up, get up, get up. I'm like, oh, OK, like Dennis is just out here playing. It was, my emotions were all over the place. I know I texted you and I was like, what is going on? Is he hurt? Is he frustrated? Is he mad? And I'm like, now daddy's telling him to get your ass up. Like you're embarrassing me. Like he's pulling on (laughs) his jersey. And I'm like, get up. (laughs) I know. I was super concerned until I saw Steven be like, bitch, get up. But I was like, oh, okay. He's not, he's not hurt. Everything's going to be okay. Yes. Um, now, this is also the game that we got that Dennis airball, and I'm not yeah. talking like he missed a little bit. Like, it was not even close on that three-point shot. Was and he wearing a headband? He was wearing the headband, but they had posted after the game a picture of him with tape on his right wrist and thumb, and I hadn't really noticed it during the game, but then he had re. I guess reposted that picture that the Thunder had posted of him with the tape. And he said, had to take that BS tape off my finger after that air ball. So no. <laughs> I'm going to let him have it. Like the air ball was the tape, but it it wasn't even close. I like Dennis. He's kind of wild. He is. And I've said it before. Like it wouldn't be a normal Thunder game for me if there wasn't like one or two moments where I was like what the fuck Dennis but (laughs) I also love him like he's wild but I I feel that way that was very much the relationship that you had with Russell Westbrook as well and so I live for that emotion like it's like there was never a game where like there was like something going on where you were not like Russ, I'm really mad at you right now, honey. (laughs) Like, you always have (laughs) felt that way about Russ. So to feel like Dennis step into that position for you is very heartwarming. 
And, like, it's nothing against Dennis. I love Dennis. But I don't know if, like, I have a different set of expectations for him. And that's why I'm like, what are we doing? But, I mean, you're right. I was like that with Russ. To kind of wrap up the Nets series, Kevin's going to get all the attention he deserves in a little bit. But uh, Kyrie has missed 25 consecutive games. He's on his way to sitting with his friend the whole season. Yeah, they're over there, buddy, buddy, on the bench. And he says that, uh, or the coach, the Nets coach says that Kyrie and himself are on the same page about the injury, which to me, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe towards the end of the season, all of a sudden, you know, miraculous recoveries will get made. Um, we've seen it before, but I'm like, are you on the same page that, like, you're not doing anything this year? <laughs> Because I don't also, know what the Nets are doing, okay? Kyrie said he had bursitis in his shoulder, and his coach had already previously denied that he did. And so I'm like, <laughs> which is it, bud? Yeah. You do or you don't. Oh, and then after was... the game – oh, sorry, you go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to okay. talk about a different play that I just remembered. No, you go. So this was also the game that Deontay Burton blocked DeAndre Jordan's alley-oop dunk. Yes. I remember, like, the funny part for me is that, so Burton came flying in. He swatted that out of there. And I remember being like, what the crap? Like, yes, I was super pumped up. But then did you see the look on Dennis's face? (laughs) Whenever he got the ball, it was so funny. They kept showing it, I think, on the Thunder's stories, maybe. And his eyes were so wide, and his mouth was, like, on the floor. Yes, the one that Twitter is like, make me a gif. Yes. So it was, I think that was the fun part for me. Not that Deontay Burton did this thing that we maybe didn't even know he could do. But then, like, the team support, Steven was whipping his head around. Dennis was like, what the crap is happening? And then afterwards, on Instagram, whenever they reposted that play, Steven commented with hard eyes, and then Dennis commented, too. And it was just, like, this cute little team moment, if you will. Oh, they just sent Deontay Burton and Justin Patton to the OKC Blue for a little while. You know, as much as, like, I'm giving Burton praise for this play, there was also a moment in the week where he was playing on Instagram, and I'm like, I understand wanting to play and being frustrated, but but honestly, like, who would you play him over? I don't you know. know. Would At you put point, him in over Diallo? Because I, no. I wouldn't. Would you put him in over Nader? Because I wouldn't. You know, well, like no, not Nader. <laughs> not Nader. Jeez, <laughs> I was foolish of me to say. Like but this. it's just like I don't know who else you would want him to play for. So it's just like this hard spot because when he did play in the Nets game, he did some things that I was impressed with, but I still wouldn't put him in over the people that were playing. So it's kind of a rough spot to be in. After the Nets game, we have to talk about it. Chris Paul, he's classy. He went to go say what's up to Kevin. 
And then something that's never happened before. Steven went to say what's up to Kevin. And I was like, ah! you know, the timing is a little bit weird for me because I think it was maybe last week where Steven was on that podcast. I think it's called the low post. And he had kind of talked about Kevin Durant's exit and how he would probably do things a little bit differently communication wise. Steven talked about how, you know, you do form a bond with the fans and it, I mean, I guess we should go ahead and talk about this leading up into kind of what all happened Wednesday and Thursday, but you do form a bond with the fans and to think that you don't is insane. So I know like, they don't have to justify their moves. And once again, nobody was mad that Kevin Durant wanted to leave. It was the way it happened. So say it louder for the <laughs> folks in the back. In the back. So it was just like, in hindsight, I guess the start to all of the stuff that happened on Wednesday and Thursday for me, because Stephen kind of talked about how – Kevin had never reached out to him. They hadn't talked. And then it was almost like Kevin Durant was shocked that Steven came over after the game. And then the part that got me was that Steven gave him a real hug. So, like, at that point, I was like, okay, if Steven's out here getting over Kevin, maybe I should too. But then... All that I'm shit 50, happened. 50, I'm 50-50, and I feel the same way. I was like, that's classy, Stephen. Yeah. If that's, that's, you can apply those situations to real-life situations where you're like, you know what? I just don't want to have these feelings anymore. I don't want to get weird. I always am like, put the ball in somebody else's court. Yeah. And I feel like Stephen really did that. He went over and said, what's up? And, you know, they had a little embrace, which I was worried the whole time. I'm like, don't, like. At don't let time, him get his stank on you. Like, yeah, mom is anxious. Like, don't Steven. You know, like, I was so mad. But, but as then a whole, I woke up the next day and I had, like, calmed down and I was like, no, like, you know what? I think that's good. Like, let's just, let's end this because it is ended for me or I thought it was. Like, I was like, okay, this is the end. We said hi to Kevin. Can you please just leave us alone? Yeah, it's like one of those deals where you see him, you give him the what's up, the head nod, yes. the raised chin moment, and you just keep it moving. Because yes. if you have hate in your heart, let it out. And we've been holding on to this for a really long time. Russ was coming home, and I'm like, okay, Steven, hashtag we need Steven. You know, very Steven said it's choice. fine, so I'm yes. fine. Yeah. Steven said we're safe. Now... I do want to talk about Westbrook coming home before we even talk about Kevin. I want Westbrook and Chris Paul and the Thunder to get all the attention that they deserve. Thunder Rockets Thursday. My girl messaged me and she said, I don't want to go to the game. <laughs> I had immediate regret Thursday morning. I woke up and I was so in my feelings and I was like, I can't go to this game. This is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I can't go. So much but like, emotion. Throughout the day, like, it kind of worked itself out. And driving to the game, I was excited. 
Um, but the Thunder, like, started out early, and they posted on their Instagram a picture of Steven and a picture of Russell. Mm-hmm. And the quote was, zero chance you'll want to miss this. And I'm like, why are you, like, going for the jugular at 9 a.m.? Like, I'm sipping my coffee. I'm trying to, like, check out Instagram. And this is what you give me? Like, could we wait a little bit? They were already, like, trying to make me cry at 9 that morning. To kind of set the scene, I do like, and I do like that they, the Thunder, I should say, had went ahead and made the choice to go ahead and rest Gallinari another day because that was the big question as if was what Westbrook going to come off of rest which they rested Westbrook as well the previous night because they had back-to-back games and so I like our moves Gallinari was rested but it was kind of weird because I think Nerlens and Gallo were both listed as out early mm-hmm. in the day. So, like, I didn't even take into consideration that Gallo would play because I could have swore I saw him listed as out. And then, sure as shit, I see those little Italian twinkle toes out there warming up, shooting threes. So I was. I couldn't get it messaged to you in time. I think you were, like, in transit. You had probably just gotten there, and I was trying to wrap up at work and get home and get my motherly duties taken care of so that I could be ready for the tribute video so I could be ready to cry. I'd been preparing all day. <laughs> and um, it was private, okay? <laughs> I was trying to message you. I'm like, yeah, he's in, he's in, but I just couldn't get there. And so you, then by that time, you had already messaged me and said he was warming up. And so I'm like, all right, here we go. He had 23 points and 11 rebounds. So good for he him. He looked good. Um, there were a couple of other things that happened pregame. Like, I feel like Thursday was just a big mood altogether because there was also that family that said that they were from New Zealand to see Steven. So they had a sign and he went over and saw him pregame. So, like, that was a precious little moment. And I feel like we can't talk about this game without talking about what Darius Baisley wore to the arena. Um, and you can leave that, um, M, because that is that like tells what I said yeah. when he came tootling through. So he had on, like, these black cargo pants that were, I don't know, the black was kind of, like, reflective and shiny. So he had these baggy pants on. They were kind of shiny, and he had one ankle rolled up which would have, like, been a mood anyways. But then he paired it with, like, this black crop top vest. And it was weird for me. The vest had a deep V, not to mention there wasn't any shirt on underneath. And I was like, are we bulletproof but for fat but make it fashion? This is the my favorite thing that I saw on Twitter about it. And the guy that said it was that Stephen Dolan. Um, I think he's at Steve Thunderfan on Twitter. And he said, Baisley arrived on a magic carpet and wants to show you the world. And I'm like, (laughs) that's so true. It looks like a little Aladdin vibe. He was ready. For me, it went, I pants first, obviously the paint. I didn't even really like, Notice the vest because the pants to me 
for us mid-30s folks. I went straight Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. I can't stand the rain, trash bag pants. And then I saw on GQ where they said Darius Basley's crop top is a true achievement in minimalist fashion. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, this was also, it was weird for me because I was so keyed up about Westbrook being home that I completely forgot that the Thunder were going to have their, oh, what are they called? Their city edition? The memorial uniforms? Yes, they had their new uniforms on, and I had completely forgotten that. So pregame, I saw somebody out there with a golden patch in their hair. And I could obviously tell that it was somebody much larger than Dennis. I was like, that's not Dennis. Dennis is like this small little thing, and that is not him. So then I was like, well, crap, is that maybe Diallo? Did somebody else bleach a spot in their hair? But because we had on the different colored uniforms, and, I mean, I was pretty far away, I couldn't even tell that it was Clint Capella until, like, the game started. He plays for the Rockets, but with the uniforms, I just couldn't get there. I was like this bundle of emotions. I could not figure out who it was. And then once again, Dennis on IG Story, he had a picture of Clint Capella guarding him. And he said, take that golden patch out of your hair, Clint. And I really, I really, I don't know. I just really like Dennis, okay? And I could not figure out what was going on. So when I saw that after the game, like, I eventually got there. But I had a nice little chuckle about it because I think it was just, like, the emotion of it all. But I could not get there to who that was. Do you want to talk about the video? (laughs) That much silence. I don't know if you're ready to talk about it. Oh, normally I edit out all of our pauses, but I think I'm going to leave that one in it there. Tells a story. It, it tells a story. Are you ready to talk story. about the tribute I'll video? Let, I'll let you talk about the video. Uh, it hurts. I thought it was perfect, though. It was beautiful. It had, like, just a nice run of him as a baby the pest, the chest pounding. Like I was definitely crying. I was sitting at home crying. Um, I my friend Tim loved. messaged me, who was at the game too, and he was like, "I'm crying," and I was like, "Jesse's crying. She's gonna tell me she wasn't crying, <laughs> but I know she's crying." I absolutely loved that they put that section in the video of him and his interviews. Yes, like I, I thought that was super thought through. It tells a story of who Russell is because he's always quoted as saying, I don't have any friends on the basketball court. And the video just really, like, tied him together so well as, like, how we feel about him versus how he was on the court. And I – what was the uh, in-house mood is really what I'm looking for. So I wish people that say that they don't like sports could feel this feeling because whenever I got downtown, like I've been to a couple of games this year and you could just already tell the energy level 
was already there. Like when I was getting parked, when I was walking to the peak, like just the vibe of downtown was completely different. Whenever like people were warming up, like there was this very almost nervous energy, but I think it was all like stemming from excitement, obviously, but I just wish people that kind of laugh about sports could feel that because the whole building was so emotionally charged that like I couldn't even, you know, and yeah, it was just something else. And I really, really liked the part where after they did the tribute video and they announced Russell, the building went crazy, obviously, but then Russ still did, like, he still ran to the corner like he always did. He shot the arrow up to Loud City like he always used to do. He said hi to all the officials down there. Um, honestly, I thought it was absolutely perfect on all parts. I saw somebody try to give, like, some criticism, and they were like, well, we just, like, expected a thank you from Russ. And I'm like, you need to stop. You need to stop. He did all of the things that this he had done our that were, like, special to, to us. Russ. Yes. 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 And, yeah, I mean, it was just a completely different vibe. And I also liked that the Thunder have never put together a tribute video before. So this one for us was the first one ever. Um, I really liked that. I think he deserves that. And, yeah, I just think the whole thing. Now, what was funny to me was everybody was cheering for him pregame. But as soon as the game started, it's like, Whenever he scored or something, there was this initial, like, uproar, like, people wanted to cheer, and then it was, like, crickets. So it went from, like, everybody cheering for him to, like, this playful, now we're going to beat you type Back to thing. business. And I super loved that, too. Um, I also think it's funny. There was a section of the game where people were heavily booing James Harden. But it wasn't even, like, a malicious thing. It was, like, a playful thing. So then it's, like, as the game went on, it was kind of like that big brother vibe. Like, okay, yeah, we love you. We've shown that. But also you play for the other team now, and we want you to lose. So I just thought the whole thing was everything. I heard it was very playoff vibes. Like, anytime any Thunder player scored – the crowd literally lost it like we were in the playoffs. Yes. Um, Just wanted to let them know. And I love that. Like, like I said, uh, Russ, we love you. We'll always love you. You'll always be my number one boo. But it's basketball, and I want the Thunder to win. I have not felt that into a basketball game since game four of the playoffs. Oh, man, don't start. Yep. Yep, so we're just going to leave that there. But then I'm also, like, I think it's super exciting that young players, like, we'll just throw Shea out there, for example. I don't know what expectations he would have had. Um, I think he grew up in Toronto. He played in L.A. and then to be traded to Oklahoma City. Like, I know Oklahoma City is not a lot of people's choice to go to we don't have all the large stuff that LA can offer 
but I was super, super excited that the young players could see that too, because I think my favorite quote from Russ at the end of the game, he said, I don't regret anything I did here. They gave me all they had and I gave them all I had. And I just feel like that sums it up so well. So I just want people to, I guess, see that just because things went so poorly with Kevin Durant whenever he left, it's not necessarily like that. And the Thunder fans will absolutely give you what you give them. So I thought that was kind of neat to see, like the young players. And it was kind of also weird for me because Russ played pretty well. He ended with like, what, 34 points? points? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he had a pretty good game. The Rockets as a whole did not have a good game. They looked like duty. I remember it was before half, and Harden did not have a good first half. He did kind of turn it up before the half was over and he started scoring, um, but he did not have an overall good game. And I found this meme where, well, I guess it wasn't a meme, um, but they had kind of broke down who all was guarding him, and it was titled Beard Stoppers. And overall, the Thunder did a great job guarding him. Whenever T-Ferg was guarding him, he was 3 for 10. When Gallo was on him, it was 1 for 4. And when Dennis was on him, he was 0 for 2. So I feel like overall, um, James Harden only scored 17 points. So they really did a good job at containing him. To kind of... What really, like, sealed the irony of, like, this whole game for me was somebody who doesn't get mentioned a lot, who was in that original team, Fabo Cephalosha, came out in the fourth, and Harden had to sit it down. And I'm like, oh, there's Fabo! And I I was disappointed when Cephalosha went, because to me, he was a part of that core Thunder group, and... So I just thought it was real the irony of the whole thing of Cephalosha coming out to play while Harden sat in the fourth while, and I know I said this on social media, while literally the Oklahoma City Thunder, like you could just feel it. Even at home, like you could just feel the Thunder losing it for Chris Paul. It was just, okay, it was very weird for me. We all know how I came into the season. I was not in a good place. I was more upset about the Westbrook trade than I ever let on. And I was super mad that we got Chris Paul in return. Like I was very angry, not at rest for wanting to leave. It was just like the cards that I had been dealt. I did not want to deal with. So I didn't for a very long time. I will say like if when Russell was announced. The Chesapeake was obviously 10 out of 10. When Chris Paul dribbled through that guy's legs. Oh, my gosh. The Chesapeake was like a 7 out of 10 as far as, like, vibe noise. Like, people were cheering for him even after he was on the bench. Like, everybody was going crazy. So, it was kind of like... 
I want to say almost like this perfect thing for even me, because I feel like we did close out the Westbrook chapter, and I feel like we absolutely crushed it. But then by the end of the game, it's like, okay, well, I wasn't okay with Chris Paul. Now I am okay with him. I actually even like him. Like, we literally have completely changed my opinion preseason to what it is now of Chris Paul. And by the end of the game, it just seemed like the shift was final. You know, like, we have Chris Paul. We're doing this thing. And it's okay. We can move on. And we can do it with really good feelings. Because uh, Thunder fans have been through a lot. Yeah. And I just feel like Thursday could not have gone any better than what it did. We all showed our appreciation for Russ. We got the win. And, yeah, overall, I feel like we crushed it. And you can't even fault Russ for a loss because he still performed really well. He got 34 points, which is not – I wouldn't have wanted him to do badly. Like, I will never wish that for him. No. You know, and so I feel like he was still getting all the attention that he deserved as well, which, I mean, it just couldn't have gone better. We deserve – the Thunder deserved this. Yes, and they're kind of, like, joking around that maybe Houston and Oklahoma City are going to meet up in the playoffs. And even if, like, they bumped us out, I still would not ever be mad at Russ. It's like, I guess I just have this feeling that eventually he may come back after that type of reception, maybe, like, towards the end of his career. And it's just super funny to me that Durant said long-term that's what he wanted, and now he would never go back to Oklahoma City. But I just kind of, of do. how nasty we are. Yeah, and I just do kind of feel that happening for us. Like, the vibe of the arena, like, I would not be surprised at all if, like, end goal, he's back in Oklahoma City. I was crying when... Serge Ibaka got his ring with the Raptors, crying full tears. There's nothing that I want from those players who took care of us than for them to do well. And if that means that the Thunder get bumped out of a playoff so that Russ can get his ring, uh, glory to God in the highest. Like, obviously, I would be upset that the Thunder lost, but, like, end goal – I think we all want Russ to get a ring. We would not want that for him. Anybody who wouldn't want that for him. There's just, like, so much nonsense on Twitter, too. Like, if you're following Russ, only for Russ, and fake fans, and fake Thunder fans. And I'm like, you know what? Like, we talked about this at the very beginning of our podcast, too. You can still love your team and want another player to, you know, and follow a player, too. Like, yeah. You can have it all if you want. Yeah. So I just super liked that in that last article that Kevin Durant was out here talking about Oklahoma City again, I just feel like the league as a whole is like, oh, those Thunder fans, you know, treating Kevin like that. So it was super refreshing that everybody showed up the way that they did for Russell. 
because I'm like, no, like you guys aren't looking at the full story. And the same for Paul George. Paul George got his moment. We welcomed him with open arms because, and even to me, like it was a little shady, but nobody's like that mad. It wasn't like a betrayal. Right. Like Paul George leaving, we've said it before in the middle of the night, I literally woke up the next day and I was like, fuck you, Paul, (laughs) you know, but like, it's not like hatred based. I was just so shocked. And like, now I'm completely fine with it. Like, if you didn't think Paul George was going to end up in L.A., you weren't paying attention, you know. So, like, now, I was fine with the reception that he got whenever he came back. He didn't do anything to us. He moved on. Yeah. And guess what, guys? That's how the Thunder will receive a player who's moved on. And it was just business. We've never treated James Harden poorly because it was just business. It was a business decision. I feel like we could have done a whole podcast about just the Thunder Rockets game. So we are probably going to have to try to wrap this, all these feelings up. But like just a couple stats. I don't know if we ever said the final Thunder Rockets 113.92. SGA had 20 points. Dennis Schroeder had 16. Gallinari had 23 points and 11 rebounds. And the Thunder play the Lakers tonight, and somebody's got tickets. I've got tickets. I think an, another big thing to point out is, obviously, Nerlens has been out. So, Steven has been carrying a lot of the workload. Like, they do put in Mike Scala, but if it's a big moment, we've got to have Steven in. And because the Thunder had such a large lead on Thursday, Steven only had to play 25 minutes. So we got to rest him a lot, cruising into the Saturday game against the Lakers. Uh, LeBron played Luka last night. Anthony Davis did not break his back, but he's still not playing. I think yesterday they were kind of saying he maybe was going to play yesterday, so I guess we'll see if he's in tonight. The Thunder play the Timberwolves on Monday. So, Jesse and I do have some new awards that we're going to start doing. We were brainstorming during the 76ers game, and I'm like, what's some fun stuff we can do to kind of up the ante for the Thunder? We're going to get hot and heavy into basketball here. And we are starting to think about some new awards. And we have the receipts, ladies and gentlemen, that these conversations took place on Monday (laughs) But no one will ever believe us no. because of everything that took place. Our new Thunder Awards are going to be, and we we came up with them on Monday. I cannot stress enough, and you guys will see why this is important as <laughs> it goes on on Monday. And Jesse says, I'm just really having trouble coming up with some Thunder Awards. And I was like, you know what? It's going to happen organically. We're going to watch really good games this week. And, you know, we'll message during games and something is going to come to us. So watching the 76ers game and I asked my husband, I'm like, we're working on some new segments because he told us he enjoyed our podcast last week. And I said, well, we're trying to get some new segments started, kind of trying to do some Thunder-specific stuff and trying to have some more fun with the games. 
trying to maybe go to twice a week episodes so we can, you know, really focus more on games and give player awards or player grades. And we just don't know what we're going to do. So my husband said, well, what about a Nick Collison, Mr. Thunder award, which Nick Collison is everyone's favorite Thunder player. He retired from the Thunder. We want him as a coach. We all hope and pray that he would take a position like that. And his jersey was retired, and he was labeled as Mr. Thunder. So we did kind of decide to honor Nick Collison with a Mr. Thunder award. And then all of a sudden, later this week, they started calling Russell Westbrook Mr. Thunder. And I was like, yeah, this is all just happening for a reason. So yes. I'll go ahead and jump into my Mr. Thunder award is actually, I mean, I wanted to make it rust, but I just thought that was too obvious. And so I went ahead and I took another pretty obvious route and I made it Chris Paul because to me, he just, I think he took that Rockets game a little personal. Like he, I think he kind of was like, it's I fine guys. Too. Yeah. Like, we we see what we're doing here and he took all, like you could tell he took the game a little personal but he handled it with such class and i feel like that that really speaks to when from the beginning of this when we played the nets when he went over and greeted kevin and then he had to play houston where he got traded from and just the whole thing got handled with class and when he was asked about playing his old team he gave all the glory to Russ. Like, he literally didn't say anything about his trade. He didn't say anything about any of the other players post game. He yeah. gave all the glory <laughs> to Russell. And to me, that is a Mr. Thunder award. And not to mention those clutch mid range jumpers. Chris Paul I could is have my. I've just seen. Sorry, I could have no, just good. seen how Thursday night would have sucked for Chris Paul. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I don't think leaving the way he did was, like, up to him. And I'm sure, like I said earlier, when they're like, you're going to Oklahoma, he was probably like, okay, you know, and then, like, trying to make the best out of it. I don't think Oklahoma is, like, where anybody wants to go. So, like, he is making the best out of it. And it's not that we don't have a good team. It's just, hi, we're in the middle of the country and there's not much to do here, you know? So, like, I know how seeing Russ come back, that type of reaction could maybe have sucked for him. So I agree with everything you said. Classy guy. Classy guy. He was also out here, like, opening up a new gym for kids and stuff over the last couple of days. So I know the family tree. It I was know. very nice. It was very nice. It's just a whole thunder mood for me. And I want him to get the attention he deserves to this week. Um, My Mr. Thunder, I know it's the obvious, but it does go to Russell. And the only reason I came to that conclusion is all of the stuff that also happened on Thursday. And I know we're going to get into that more, but there is a reason why everybody is as attached to Russell as like 
Thursday led on. He's first in literally everything in Thunder history. Points, assists, steals. Like, he has all of the records. So, for me, for everything that went on this week, he just is my Mr. Thunder. I saw a quote that said, Kevin Durant opened the door and Russell walked right through it. He did. He did. Because whenever... He took care of us when we needed someone. Yes. And I get so mad. Um, I saw Skip Bayless really dragging Russell for his t-shirt. And he said that Russell made the night completely about him. The t-shirt he wore had all of his personal stats on it. The tennis shoes he wore had his personal stats on it. And he said that Russell didn't make it about Oklahoma City at all. And I'm like, that's where you're wrong. Because, yes, Kevin left the door open and Russ swooped in. But I very much feel like that MVP season that Russell had, I feel like it was kind of his redemption thing, but it was also ours as the fans. And I just feel like Skip Bayless was very off the mark with that. And he was not understanding the purpose of the t-shirt. So it kind of sucked for me seeing Russell get dragged a little bit the next day on all of the sports shows. And I think that's the only one that like really stood out to me, but I just feel like that's a bad take. And he kind of missed the mark on the whole thing. I think it's a shitty take, and I think it's a take from somebody who doesn't understand the yeah. relationship that we built with him yeah. after a lot of big emotions because I love the T-shirt. It is I all about too. Oklahoma City. It is all about Russ. It was Russ's night, and that's it. Because Russ really slid in and... He could have left, too. Like, he didn't have to resign with us. He opted to do that. You know? He opted to do it, and he opted to leave everything on the court. And I don't care yeah. about any turd burglar calling him a stat patter, because if, he, it's, if it's so easy to pat your stats. <laughs> yes. yes, pat your stats. Everybody would do it. If, yes, okay? thank you. <laughs> if it was so easy to pat him up then everybody would average a triple-double. Everybody would be breaking right. those records. He did that for us, okay? And it's like whenever he stayed, not only did he stay, but he absolutely gave the Thunder everything he had. So I did not feel like Russell made that day about him at all. I feel like it was very much for Oklahoma City. And it was for Russ, but I just feel like it was the perfect night. So it kind of upset me to see that the next day. One night, my mom, it was maybe it was two seasons ago, my mom called Russ a ball hog. And I was just like, no. <laughs> Dan, no. <laughs> we will not be having this conversation. No. We're just going to have to talk about something else because don't do that to Russ. The end. <laughs> Now let's get into the second award that we had decided <laughs> that we were going to start giving out. Like we said, we came up with it on Monday. So we kind of decided after every game we would have a Mr. Thunder to 
kind of praise somebody that had a good game. So with that turn of a page, we also have to have an award for somebody that maybe either had a poor attitude or, you know, there was a play that was just off the mark, like something happened. And it's kind of a little negative, but it's also funny. You know, like they kind of had a rough game type situation. And we decided that we were going to name this award Perk thinks you're a cupcake because we all know whenever Kevin Durant came back and it kind of stemmed from Kendrick Perkins calling him a cupcake and then the Thunder crowd called him a cupcake. We had cupcake signs like it kind of morphed into this whole other thing. Kendrick said he was soft. Yeah, he did say he was like a cupcake. So cruising into that. What's your cupcake award? It's so ridiculous. I just cannot express or believe that this week went this way for us, that the way it is. Do we have textual proof that we are witchy women with our big perk award? I mean, I feel like that was a foreshadowing for sure. On Russ's big night, on the Thunder's big night, Kevin Durant fired up Twitter. Coincidence? Yes. Nobody thinks so. I so know Kendrick, you guys know I have a timeline. Well, go on, please. So I got to set the scene, and we're going to go back to Tuesday night when Oklahoma City beat the Nets in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, the only thing I really wrote down, KD on Ben, don't touch Steven. I've already discussed that. Like, I've come full circle with that. I like that Stephen went over and said hi to Kevin. So that happened on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, Kevin Durant started defending the Nets' relevance on Twitter. And mind you, this is the day before Russ is scheduled to come home. And I think the guy's name was Brandon Tierney, maybe. He had posted... Nets win seven straight, no one cares. Nets lose seven straight, no one cares. Speaks volumes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then Kevin was in his feelings and he said, what does it say? So he was already like out here defending the Nets relevance on Wednesday, the day before Russ comes home. And then on Thursday, Kendrick Kendrick Perkins said he was going to discuss on SportsCenter why Russell Westbrook is the best player to have ever put on an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. He is Mr. Thunder. Okay? So there was no at Kevin, no anything. Okay? He just said he was going to discuss why he thought Russell was the best player to wear a Thunder jersey. And then that's when Kevin started clapping back. Can I please interject and say the irony of Kendrick calling Russell Mr. Thunder when you and I I know had just been discussing how much we wanted to honor a Nick Collison Mr. Thunder award. Like that's where the weirdness gets started. There's a lot of witchy women things in this episode. Also, like I pointed out to you earlier. I said I was super concerned about Steven without Nerlens against all these great big men. 
and Embiid just had surgery on his finger, and Anthony Davis broke his back. So, like, I don't know that that was caused by me. It was not intended like that, but witchy women. Witchy women. I don't know if we need to exactly kind of just run through what happened on Twitter, but just know that I love Kendrick Perkins. I have always loved Kendrick Perkins, and I don't care about his stats. I never did. I loved that big man on court. He was terrifying, and I lived for it. It's like if you weren't impressed with Steven because he doesn't drop 20 every night. Like, there are some players that that is very much not their role. So I'm going to let you get into, do you have those um, screenshots still? Oh, for sure. You know I'm going to let you get in on what all happened. But it just, I want everybody to know it started with Big Perk being like, Russ is the best Thunder player. That's what triggered this all. Big Perk was also an older player, a leader. And I would like to take this moment to say that Big Perk earned his ring, first things first. Yeah, I did. Second of all, the tweets. <laughs> um, a sports analyst t- tweeted back to Kendrick that he, Kevin Durant put together the best career within that or, – or, I'm sorry, excuse me. Russell Westbrook put together the best career within the Thunder organization, but he's not the de- the best player to have ever put a jersey on for them. And then that's when I used Kendrick's quote, Kevin left the door open, Russ walked right in, and then it was replied that Russ walked right into the door, and then Kevin popped up. Also, like, Big Perk did not at Kevin Durant. Like, he did not tag him in the post. He did nope. say his name, but he did not tag him. So, this was all still just, like, a big Thunder workup thing to Russ coming home that had nothing to do with Kevin Durant. And he inserted himself anyways. And, and oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> go on. You know, you go. I just feel like if Kevin Durant had an ounce of respect for Russell Westbrook, he would not have done that. Oh, absolutely not. So Kevin Durant thought it was his time to shine by dragging Kendrick Perkins' stats on Twitter in response to Russell Westbrook's night. He said our starting center at Kendrick Perkins averaged a whopping two and three during that series You played hard, though, champ, LOL, and I'm triggered immediately. I'm like, no one speaks to Kendrick that way. No. And then Kendrick claps back, and he said, boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history up on a team 3-1 to in the Western Conference Finals, and then you went and joined them the following season. Heart of a champion right there. And the shade, I'm living. That one, I was like, Big Perk, I see you. Okay, like, thank you for putting that out there. Because And then Kevin just kept trying to drag him. Week is starting at center, playing real minutes with no production. You should have worked on your skills as much as I did. And Kendrick clapped back to say, that's fine. You worked that hard and still had to go join a 73-9 and team. Truth be told, you don't even feel like a real champ. You have a hard time sleeping at night, huh? Knowing that you took the coward's way out. Kendrick, 
Thank you. Yes, Kendrick. So the thing that annoyed me is not that like this happened. That's fine. That's whatever. Um, I also love Big Perk and he was trying to make the day about Russell and Kevin couldn't handle it. So the part that absolutely infuriates me is the first thing that I see Friday morning. It says Friday NBA News Roundup. And number one is KD's social media darts. And number two is Russ returns to Oklahoma City. And that is the part that infuriates me. Because on a night that should have been Russell's, it turned out to be Kevin's. And so many people thought it was really cute that Kevin was dragging Perk for his stats. And I'm sorry, but guess what? Big Perk still thinks you're a cupcake, Kevin. Yeah, and it's, it is a horrible look for Kevin Durant. And, like, before I even knew any of this had happened, like, I think it had just kind of started Kevin clapping back. I had tweeted that I did not think that there was any way that Kevin Durant was acting the way he was, and it was not in direct correlation to Russ being back. And then it just, like, morphed into this whole other thing. And literally, people were talking about Kevin instead of talking about Russell. And that's the part that makes me mad. It's just Kevin fighting for his relevance. And I'm sorry, you aren't going to get it here. No, like, the easiest thing he could have done, especially because, like, I I just said how, like, the door was kind of closed for me, like, after Steven went up to him, like, I was fully ready to move on, not talk about it again, and then here he is again, like, oh, Russell's the best, okay, you know, like, I know he didn't say that, but I just feel like he was super butthurt that he was not listed as the best Thunder player ever, and I'm like, why do you care about us? You just released an article that completely drug Oklahoma City. So, like, why are you still talking about us? Kevin Durant still talking about Oklahoma City. And I just literally cannot with that. It was disgusting. It was a bad move. And it just, like, like you said, like, we started the week in this place of, like, hashtag we need Steven. He's, like, segued this little moment about how we're all going to be grown up. And now I'm just mad again because I love Kendrick Perkins. And don't come at him like that when he was wearing the Oklahoma City jersey. Yeah. And, like, I understand. I I do think maybe – Kendrick didn't use the perfect wording in the first tweet. So, like, that opened the door for people to be like, yes, Russ had the best career. Kevin was the best player. So, I I know he didn't mean it to come off like that. He was just trying to be like, Russ is coming home. Everyone's excited. So, like, I know where he was going, but I don't like the way it kind of morphed into who is the best Thunder player because I'm not saying Kevin Durant is not talented. Obviously, he is. He's a finals MVP. So, like, obviously, he's talented. But if you ask any Thunder fan who is the best Thunder player, I don't think a lot of people are going to answer Kevin Durant. And it is more career-based. 
because rest stayed. He's first in points, rebounds, assist, you know, like whatever. So it just kind of sucked that it ended up where it did. Kevin, we put you in the tribute video and you didn't even deserve it. So no. just have a seat. Have a seat. Yeah. I just sit on that bench by Kyrie. And soak in it. I just, I'm so mystified as to, like, <laughs> why he cannot leave us alone. Like, I don't know. It didn't even say, like, Russell is the best player and Kevin sucks. Like, it never even said that. So, like, you weren't mentioned at all. You couldn't handle not being mentioned at all. And you inserted yourselves into a night that should have been Russell Westbrook's. And that's it. Was it the goddess Erin Andrews who said, who's talking about you? Who's talking about you? Because it wasn't Big Perk, and it's definitely not Thunder fans. I said good day. <laughs> yes. That's it. I mean, that's just it. Fucking um, Kevin. <laughs> also, and I'm just going to gloss through this really quickly because I already told Jesse I haven't had time to emotionally process it to add to my emotional discourse this week. Literally an hour before the Thunder were about to tip off to the Rockets, I got the news at work that one of my top five Cardinals players for the St. Louis Cardinals had been traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. I haven't done my homework. I'm not emotionally available, but there's the update, and I'll deal with it in March. (laughs) We're going to leave that flesh wound. We can only handle one at a time. Yeah, I was only emotionally available for Russ that day, and so I kind of just had to compartmentalize my feelings, <laughs> and we'll just take that into the spring. You want to do football? Uh, how, how can we even do football? I told Jesse last night, I'm like, there's a huge college football game on Monday, and do I even care? Don't care. Probably won't even watch because I think the Thunder play. They play the Timberwolves. So, I mean, I'll probably pop back and forth just for the the way of it all. But this is also my go to move, though. So we'll see on Monday if I actually watch or not. But I always say I'm not going to watch. She always does do this. She's like, I'm not watching. And then she's like, um, did you see at <laughs> this play? <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. we weren't going to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's just this thing that I say. So we'll see if I actually end up watching or not. Right now, I'm not going to watch. So we'll see. There's some I really big don't games have, today. They, I really don't have much football at all. Like, it's fine. I just, I don't know. The games today don't super excite me. I'm ready for the games on Sunday. Oh, you know, Vikings 49ers, the Vikings squeaked their way in there. Can I ask you, the Saints and Vikings went to overtime last week. Last week's divisional game, wildcard games were really good. Do you think a flag should have been pulled on that Vikings touchdown for contact by Kyle Rudolph? I mean, I kind of do. It's not, I don't know. It's really back and forth. But, like, to me, I saw him push off. And I feel like 
to end a game that way, pretty shitty. You know, like, it's not like a catch that was made in the middle of the game. Like, it literally ended the game. Well, the senior vice president of officiating says there wasn't enough contact, and now the Vikings play the 49ers, and I know you're upset. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I am pretty triggered by the Vikings in general. Um, I, I will say, though, would I rather play the Vikings than the 49ers? Probably. Yeah, the 49ers embarrassed the Chiefs big time. So today is Ravens-Titans. Do you have a pick? I'll go Ravens. I'll go Titans for fun. For funsies. Vikings-49ers. Let's go 49ers. I'm going Vikings. Okay, for fun. (laughs) For fun. So I am pretty excited about the Sunday football games because we start off with the Chiefies. Chiefies at 2 playing the Texans. We lost to the Texans in October. Things are fine. What are your vibes? I don't have good vibes. Travis Kelsey's questionable. I saw that, but then it was like Russ and then it was the Cardinals the trade and then like they were like, ooh, Travis Kelsey is questionable. So I couldn't even like bring it up to you. They were just really stacking the deck on me emotionally this week and that's why my note, my notes on the Jose Martinez trade aren't good. My Chiefies notes aren't good because I just really was only able to dedicate it to the Thunder this week. Yeah, it was a big Thunder week. I am going to pick Chiefies, though, obviously. Let's go Chiefs. Seahawks Packers. Seahawks Packers after the Chiefies game. So... The only thing, like, I'm super looking out for, which also, they're calling for, like, 6 to 10 inches of snow. Yes, God. Because the game is at Lambeau, so they're expecting snow. I saw that they are asking, like, 700 volunteers to show up at Lambeau at 6 a.m. Sunday morning to, like, start shoveling the snow out of the stadium. Oh, so they'll be there. it's already, I'm, I'm like, how do I get there, you know, and I live in Oklahoma. But... Also, like, we had the weakest snow I've ever seen in my life, so I'm a little bit jealous that I woke up to, like, this little dusting of snow this morning. Anyways, back to the Packers game. One thing I'm super looking out for is how the Packers start off the game. Um, I just feel like they need a big first quarter. And the Packers outscored opponents 108-56 to in the first quarter during the regular season. So... I feel like they do need to come out hot, but then they were also outscored 116-83 to 83 in the second quarter, so I just feel like they got to come out and look good from jump for me to, like, feel comfortable. Well, obviously, go Pat Go, because I'd be a terrible friend if I was like, let's go Seahawks, and we're I don't so have supportive. any... I don't have any allegiances there. <laughs> yeah. Um... Quickly, Chris Jones is also questionable for the Chiefs. I feel like that the offense can pull it together, but because of these questions, that means that the defense, and we've been talking about Chiefs defense, stepping up, playing a better role, but that means it's not, like, an option. You have to. 
Yeah. Um, Bonnie at work keeps telling me the Chiefs and the Packers are going to play for the Super Bowl, and I'm like, leave me alone. Wow. Literally leave me alone. We're not even going to talk about it. Wow. I know. I keep hearing Chiefs 49ers. I would be okay with that. But then there was that guy. That bad man. Did you see Stephen A.'s rant about Aaron Rodgers? No, I didn't. So, like, obviously, he loves Aaron. So, he was going on about how, like, if you're looking at the year from a whole, like, yes, the Packers won, Rodgers did enough, but he didn't look, like, outstanding. And he said that he needs that bad man to show up on Sunday. And I'm like, yes, Steven, I'm on board. We do need that bad man. I, I need Aaron Rodgers to have a good game for me to feel good about the season there's already some things that I'm like is he older than I want to admit and like stuff like that and I'm not anywhere near ready to have a different quarterback so I'm gonna need him to have a big game let's go Chiefs go Pat go I guess let's do these awards regular regularly scheduled awards I'll go first okay my yes queen is kind of obscure and only because it is a callback to uh high school, post high school, like girls acting up, fighting when Jimmy Butler, and I don't really like Jimmy Butler, but when he blew a kiss to TJ Warren after <laughs> TJ was ejected for taunting, I was immediately 19 again because that was like the ultimate shade was to blow a kiss at a bitch you don't like. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm living. Okay, here's the thing. I don't really like Jimmy the basketball player. Jimmy on social media, Jimmy acting up, I really like. So there's like two different versions of Jimmy, one I like and one I don't. Blow those kisses. Yes, I was here for that. I'm like, let him know. Uh, my yes queen is actually baseball related because at Hoodie Glaber started a new thread on Yankees Twitter this week and it was focused around Yankees players off season facial hair, which we all know the Yankees have to be clean shaven during the season. So yeah, I was kind of living for it. I love facial hair. So I don't know, it was kind of fun to see what all the players are doing in the off season with their facial hair. Some look better than others. Some of those uh, moments. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a moment and I looked at it probably more than I should have, but it definitely grabbed my interest. Facial hair always. Well, no, no, not always. I will stand by what I said, and I do I not like already, Baker Mayfield's beard. I don't beard. have time for this. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it, okay? I don't like it. Stubble, yes. Beard, no. I do not have time for you to be slandering <laughs> Baker Mayfield's facial hair in the I don't like season. it. I don't like it, okay? Uh, fine. Oh, honey. Last night, Jesse and I were catching up. After Jesse had a big day at the dentist, and 
I was watching Sports Center. She was watching the Lakers Luca game, the Le- <laughs> LeBron versus Luca game. Like I don't even know if the Mavericks and the Lakers were playing. I think no. just LeBron and you're gonna have to put the goat in so many times this episode. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of living for it. <laughs> and I happened to see this little incident. <laughs> And I couldn't tell because I wasn't paying attention because I was doing podcast notes. And I was like, is he really excited? And is he Superman? Oh, no. Luca's really mad. And he ripped his freaking jersey like a maniac. He just freaking hulked it. I don't know. And then he's, like, running down the court with his jersey in this like ripped v-neck and i'm like there's got to be a call for that like there's got to be like i cannot did he play the rest of the game with a ripped jersey i don't know because i was watching the penguins game at that point i was kind of flipping back and forth so i missed it live i just saw like the recap stuff well i understand needing to see the penguins beat the avalanche but oh honey the jersey rip i'm not, not even good. mad i'm I, not mad it's not it's not good like i'm like oh honey what are you doing but i'm still not mad lebron and luca forever okay okay <laughs> it was absolutely outrageous though the whole um, game was outrageous my oh honey we did a whole segment on it, so I'm going to say his name, and then we're moving on to the next award. Kevin Durant gets the Oh Honey, and I don't feel like I need to explain myself any further. I feel like Harry Potter, don't speak his name. Yeah, you dare speak his name. So let's move. Do you have a pinky power play? I do have a pinky power play, and because, and I did this just for you because I was dragging Luca. Your pinky power play just for Jesse was Carmelo Anthony's game winner pull up <laughs> on him to make those Raptor fans just like the stadium went dead. Um, I don't know how we got to this point where like everybody hates Carmelo. It's super, super sad for me. Um, obviously, like, he's not the scorer that he used to be, but I don't know how we got to this place, so that was very satisfying to me. Oh, absolutely. Carmelo Anthony, pinky power play, pull up on him, game winner. Which, like, (laughs) I don't even know why I love Carmelo the way that I do, because generally, as a whole, if you don't play defense, I don't fuck with you. Like, that's probably my one complaint about Gallo and I know backwards, that like backwards running defense <laughs> yes and like I know Gallo is a shooter he's a scorer but he did help guard James Harden but I feel like overall when I watch him play defense I'm so upset because it's a lot of legs and a lot of arms and they're not always moving the same way <laughs> so I don't know like historically Carmelo doesn't play defense I don't know why I love him the way that I do but I do love does not need an explanation no um my pinky power play 
So, you know, I've been watching Hush Boy Sports on YouTube. I'm still in there. But he has this segment that's called Stephen Adams Does Not Lie. And it's literally all I could think about in that 76ers game where the ball, it was out of bounds off the 76ers, but it was called, I think, out of bounds on Stephen. And Stephen was like, yo, I didn't touch that. And I'm like, hello, Stephen Adams does not lie. So that was like a nice little full circle for me because I've been watching those videos far too much. I'm in there. So then I saw it live, and I'm like, well, if you watched Hush Boy Sports, Ref, you would know that Steven doesn't lie about yeah, things like that. Yeah, he didn't touch it, then he it's didn't not touch it. out on the thunder, and yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, I'm like, you need to catch up on your YouTube videos, sir. Hashtag we need Steven. We do. This is that fun part where we don't know how to wrap up. I mean, my Tim Tebow is Seahawks Packers. Seahawks Packers. Go I'm Pack very Go. excited. Very um, excited. We are trying to do two episodes a week now. We've kind of like dabbled if it's like a big topic having two a week, but we are going to start kind of breaking it up more. We want to do more Thunder stuff. So I don't know what that's going to look like. But hopefully you guys tune in for the double episodes. With baseball coming in hot, there's just absolutely – and thunder cruising into spring. There's just no way that we're going to be able to give you guys the attention that you deserve with these game wrap-ups. So kind of like I said at the beginning, I'm excited about the podcast. We have some new ideas. We have some new segments coming. And obviously new awards to pick on each other. Yeah, we also, if you guys have any suggestions, we're very open to it. We want to do more Thunder stuff. We want to make it as fun as possible. So, yeah, I have no idea where we're going to go with it. That's how a lot of our shows start and end. So I guess we'll just leave it with that. (laughs) (laughs) With that giggle? (laughs) Yeah giggle and we're out i'm a giggler like i literally i don't know what else to tell people go chiefs